If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Shan, how we say, I don't want it. how we say, I don't want it. If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Byron, how we say, how we say, I don't want it. Shan, Yo, 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 you know what it is. Welcome to 90s R&B University. We are here educating the miseducated on all things 90s R&B. I am your host, the first lady, and if you heard that voice, you already know. Got the professor in the building. Who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, B? What's going on, Jay? Somebody played that at a party this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't heard JT money in forever. All right. <laughs> Basically, my dad's song like, back in the day. That was his joy. Not the dad's just... song. Yeah. That was his joy. <laughs> Oh, but that's why I sound like good morning to you because I was this last weekend <laughs> and did not get a lot of sleep. <laughs> but it was good just to be around people again and celebrate all that good stuff safely. I, I, no COVID was allowed. So, mm-hmm. And no Marion was allowed. As well. <laughs> no Marion in the building. I think he was out there in yeah, I was out there. You know, it's, it's been a while since we all got together. So, mm-hmm. had to do it big. Had to do it big. It was a 90s party, of course. So. Hey, that's <laughs> even better. Even yeah. better. Every, anywhere I go was a 90s party, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, too, was out there in those streets this past weekend. Look, we, we going to talk about that. Because <laughs> I, I know where you are. But we going to talk about that a little later. Because I know where you were. But we going to tell the people where you were later. All right, all right, all right. Because right. it fits into something later. It does fit. It does fit. <laughs> oh, man. So this week, there was a lot, a lot, a lot going on. It was. A whole lot like going so, on. So much. Um, so let's get into the headlines, shall we? So Jacquees, the self-proclaimed king of R&B. <laughs> sang the national anthem this week at the Staples Center. Did you get to see this clip? Shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> that goes down in history as one of the worst renditions of worst the national anthem. It's, it's, it's one of the worst. It wasn't, <laughs> it was just all over I mean, the He got line. the words right. He it got was the, words the one. Right. Oh, Jose, can you see? <laughs> Who is Jose? Jose, you don't know Jose? And, and, and why is he at the national anthem? Like, what's going on? What is going on? Well, let him tell it. He killed it. Every word had a run. Yeah, every, I, not every, a word. Not a single word was left. word. Unrun. Had a run. <laughs> like, come on now. Come on, like. It was just too much. It was too much. Well, you know. I feel like people were holding back laughter when I saw the pain of the basketball players. They were trying to, you know, I was trying to see the background. They were trying to hold it in. You know, you know, anytime you see when they turn, they start turning around, you know, if the head starts swaying a little bit, you know, that's that's (laughs) when when you know. 
that it's a bad performance. Like, well, it, yeah. it just was not giving what it was supposed to give. I'm going to congratulate him for even getting the, the opportunity yes, to yes, stand course. there in front of that <laughs> arena and to perform. <laughs> Shout out to whoever he has on his team because they are really pushing this agenda that he's the king of R&B. And yeah, yeah. Stop um, it. Mm. He killed it. He killed it. He killed something. However you want to take that word, he, <laughs> he killed, killed it. He killed something. Which <laughs> 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 lay that was that was a struggle. That was, was a struggle. It was interesting. For me. It was interesting, you know. Mm. It was interesting. Mm. I learned something that day. Um, <laughs> we did. We really did. I'm gonna keep moving because yeah, <laughs> if you have not seen it, Z Hive, uh, do yourself a favor and please just go to his page because he's very proud of it so mm-hmm. uh go to his page and please tune in and just uh find yourself enraptured by the vocal skills of jacquise <laughs> please a little head nod at the end like he just did that oh he was proud for his country and for his vocals <laughs> i need that level of like Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a pretty good amount, but I need that level. I need to upgrade. <laughs> we need something. <laughs> All right. So, the National R&B Hall of Fame mm-hmm. has revealed its list of nominees mm-hmm. <laughs> for there are six to eight inductee slots for 2022. All right. So. Okay. Let me tell you who's in the running, and then I want to know who you you think deserves to be in the R&B Hall of Fame mm-hmm. next year, all right? So, uh, big accomplishment for New Edition, Belle Bib DeVoe, mm. Barry Gordy, En Vogue, okay. TLC, mm-hmm. Sade, mm. the Isley Brothers, mm. Jackson 5, Patti LaBelle, and Jodeci. Now, keep in mind, this this uh, organization has only been around since 2013. So we're like, I'm hearing some names like, but why weren't they already inducted? It's because yeah, they're fairly, they're fairly new, about, right? I, like, I know that Jackson 5 was inducted into somebody's Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, so this is a new organization. You know, uh, the first person that they inducted was in 2013. Um, Aaliyah was the first mm-hmm. one they did. Followed by Aretha, then Stevie, then Natalie Cole, then Donna Summer, and Luther Vandross this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're building their way up. So if you had to okay. pick, you know, let's let's talk about the the people that should be in there. Um, who would I mean, you pick? for me personally, if I had to pick, it's gonna be either out of Barry Gordy, Patty Absolutely. LaBelle, and the Isley Brothers. Like those are yeah, my you have top, to those are my top to the... three picks. And the Jackson Five, like they should be. There. Oh yes, of you course. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I agree. Barry Gordy built this thing, <laughs> so like he, he should have he should, he should been number one. Yeah. He should have been no Norvis to Aaliyah, absolutely. Right, but he should have been the first person mm-hmm. <laughs> to lay the brick down. Um, I would give it to. I'm really excited that you know a Joe C would be. Inducted anywhere, you know. Yeah, um, it's such yeah. A they ushered yeah. in a new era, so you know yeah. they are deserving to be inducted. But I got to give it to you know New Edition because they started this thing, you know, they because did. of them. They did. You know, everybody else could fly, you know. So I would give it to them. Uh, but I'm with you, and and Sade, as many mm. flowers as yes, we can give yes, Sade, yes. please do. And plus, she I just want to see her. I'm sure she look exactly <laughs> the same as when we left her. <laughs> 
she's deserving of all of the flowers. So yeah. Yes, definitely shot yeah. it. So there's some really good candidates, and I'm curious to see who they're going to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter what, I'm happy because all these. I rock with all these people. So can't complain, can't complain. So we we are finally getting not really what I wanted, but we're going to mm-hmm. get some form of it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Malcolm D. Lee, um, wonderful, amazing uh, director. He, yes. is, he has been set to direct... Brotherly, the movie musical based on the catalog of Boys to Men. Now, I'm excited. It's not. It's not going to be like the Boys to Men biopic, um, mm-hmm. which I would prefer. But it is going to follow, you know, a group of friends from West Philly who are going to their high school reunion 20 years later, um, and it's going to be set to the music of Boys to Men. So it sounds really interesting. I cannot wait to see it. Um, the script was written by. Um, Marcus Gardley, who, mm-hmm. if you don't know his name, you need to recognize his name because he's a force of nature. He's currently he's written the Color Purple musical that's coming out soon, mm-hmm. and he also is writing the long-awaited Marvin Gaye biopic that we all deserve. What's going on? So um, he's making some Who's waves. Be casting that. Look, I don't know. I, I have no idea, and. I will be there opening night to see <laughs> <laughs> every bit of that. But I'm excited about this Boys to Men project. Sounds like I a really too, good way to educate a new generation on their music. Yes, um, yes. Which is just remains timeless for sure. Yeah. So, so much more going on. So much going on. I'm trying to get through it all. I'm going to see what else in the headlines. <laughs> so did you hear about this show, Kingdom Business? I saw like a little poster with Yolanda Adams and Soraya. Yes, um, yes. I didn't see like any like details as to what the show was going to be about. Well, well, let me tell you everybody. So see how mm-hmm. <laughs> Kingdom Business is this new show that is coming to BET Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad BET Plus has gotten out of like the Tyler Perry world and actually oh with some gosh, other shows. Yes. <laughs> That's all you could get was Medea, Medea all day. <laughs> so, and some of the content is really good now. So, uh, Kingdom Business is going to be a new gospel drama series um, in the vein of like an Empire or a Nashville. Uh, mm-hmm. Yolanda Adams plays the Queen of Gospel named Denitra Jordan, <laughs> and uh, Soraya plays an up and coming gospel star who is threatening her throne, her gospel throne. Hmm. Uh, They got some really good people behind this. Uh, It's produced by um, Devon Franklin, Megan Good's husband, uh, Holly Carter, Michael Van Dyke, and Kirk Franklin. They got his co-sign on this, so I'm expecting some really good music to come from this show. Right? My only hesitation, Mm y'all, I don't... Is Soraya Soraya a gospel singer? Can she... Can Not she do from gospel? what I've seen. Not that I've ever seen. I don't know too much about her background, though. I, I don't know. So she could possibly Whenever I hear her it sing, it's, it's like Louis Prodigucci. It's not really uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything that requires, like, you to have grown up in the church. Yes, yes. Yeah, but, you, you know, know. We, we shall see. We shall see. She might end up surprising us. She might. She, she might, might be in rehearsal right now. Especially <laughs> if she put on going toe to toe with Yolanda Adams. Yeah, to say, say that you're going to take Yolanda mm-hmm. Adams' crown, you got to sound <laughs> like somebody. Got to have the vocals to back that thing up. 
So so we gonna see. So <laughs> when that comes out next year, uh, yes. we gonna check it out and we'll report back. Uh, but really, really a good look for Yolanda Adams. I'm glad she, she's back. I want some music. So this mm-hmm. will be my way of getting some Yolanda Adams songs in my on my playlist. Um, Christmas has come a little early, y'all, because we spoke a few weeks ago about Mary J. Blige yes. uh, promising to give us some new songs in the new year. And she has already delivered on that promise. She has delivered mm-hmm. two songs from her long-awaited uh, next album entitled Good Morning Gorgeous. Mm. And um, she dropped the title track, Good Morning Gorgeous, and Amazing featuring DJ Khaled. Um, did you get to hear these songs? Yeah. You know, I did. I did. I love, love, love um, Hello Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Great, great song. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't too keen on on Amazing with DJ Khaled. I was like, yeah, yeah you know. It, it's something about him talking all over everybody that yeah, gets me. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, not 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 really, not. Really, but I agree no. with you. I like that she gave us two different two different sides of Mary. Yes, where yes, each song absolutely. is completely different from the other one. Whether you like the hip hop soul mm-hmm. or you like the contemporary uh, style of Mary, I'm leaning towards the contemporary on this one. Same here, same here. But I'm very excited to hear the new album for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking for like another share my world. That's what I, I want from <laughs> Mary. You you and I both love this album oh, of so course. much. Like I want to bring that magic back. I hope that she <laughs> so, does. I really me do. Me too. Me too. Because I haven't been too impressed with the last couple Mm-mm. of records. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the last one. I was like, "Ooh, this Mary is banging it," and I just cannot think of one that was. I think it was Breakthrough. Probably Breakthrough, <laughs> and that was what oh five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do it. It's been a little minute. It's been a little minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has some good singles, but not like a full body. Yeah. Of work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we we shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. But good yeah, morning, gorgeous drops uh, early next year. Of course, you're doing the Super Bowl in yes. January. In yes. January, so stay tuned. Uh, John Legend, y'all, has announced his Las Vegas residency. Everybody um, going to Vegas. Everybody going to Vegas, and he is no exception. The show is titled Love in Las Vegas. This is um, this is perfect. For John Legend, I always see him in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Like he is a perfect crowd pleaser. Every oh, every yes. audience loves John Legend. He will fill the house every day. Uh, it runs between April twenty second to May seventh, and then again mm-hmm. August fifth to the twentieth, um, and then again October fourteenth to 29th at the Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Um, right and yeah, now. it's gonna it's gonna be a good night because John Legend has such a strong catalog of songs oh, yes. and fan favorites. Like. You know, everybody will be in there singing all of me mm-hmm. <laughs> and green light and everything. So ordinary it's, it's going to be ordinary people. That. Exactly. It's going to it's not going to disappoint. So I may have to check it out on one of these these uh, runs that he has because it's a fun time. Yeah, it's a fun time. I've seen John and I'm never disappointed. So. Uh, so the Smoking Grooves Tour, speaking of uh, concerts, Smoking Grooves Tour, have you seen this amazing lineup? Yes, I have. And you had me at Badu. <laughs> I had you at the at, first one. You had me at Belial. I mean, the Yes, yeah, giving very neo-soul concert. Insane, insane, yeah. insane, insane. And I yeah. am excited for this concert. Absolutely, like. Yeah, you know, sign me up. You got Nas, you got the Roots, mm-hmm. you got Miguel, you got Janae Aiko, you got the Internet, who I love, I love uh, Kamasi Internet. Washington. Yes, yeah. Kamasi. But then 
you know, those those moments that are like, okay, this is Neo Soul from like the early 2000s with the music Soul Child and Indy mm-hmm. Ire and Angie Stone and Leela James, you know, all of that. Uh, and Talib Kweli and Roy Ayers. Like, this is going to be a phenomenal that is show. a line up. So this is going to be in L.A. in March 19th. So tickets are on sale now, y'all. So uh, you might see me up in there <laughs> singing a little too. something, something. Because this is a really good lineup for sure. Right. Yeah. I had never really heard of this concert until they started putting all these good names on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I learned something. And I definitely need to check it out. Mm-hmm. If we can go outside there, these y'all know the deal. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, so so much news, so so many concerts, so much new music to check mm-hmm. out. So you know we are we are coming back to normalcy, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Whew. All right, so those are the headlines. So I'm gonna let you kick it off because I know this is your part of the show. No, it is. It is yeah. time for the R N birthdays. Come on. So we have a couple of R N birthdays to celebrate. To Who start we got? Who off, we got? We have. Frankie Beverly. Man, oh, wow. Beverly. I mean, come on. Mm. Legend. Come on. Legend. Just electric slide, whatever you need to do <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate Frankie Beverly. <laughs> you know, he's still killing the game, still outperforming, and, you know, doing sold out shows and concerts. I mean, oh, yeah. Gotta give Those him his shows flowers. Gotta yeah. give him his flowers. Oh, damn. Also, I have Raven Simone's gonna be celebrating the birthday. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to Raven. Yes. We also have Most Deaf celebrating a birthday. Y'all see me, Bay. Brooklyn. Jermaine Jackson. Oh, wow. Is also okay. celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Jermaine. Mm-hmm. We have Taj from the Boys celebrating a birthday. All right. Shout out to. Angie, she is the yes. biggest fan of the boys. <laughs> also, Alan McNeil from Troop celebrating. Oh wow! Well. Okay, spread my wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, happy birthday to all of those amazing people. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, you know what time it is, Shane. <laughs> you know what time it is. Yes, we do. I've been, I've been resting my voice just for I've this. Been <laughs> I've been rested. Exactly. Y'all know what time it is. <clears throat> it's our album bursary. <laughs> it just never gets old. It never gets yeah, old. Yeah, no, it never, never, never does. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show where we celebrate the albums that came out this time yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some some good ones this year, this uh, this week, I should say. It took me back. Uh, the first one being, um, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, the Simpsons sing the blues. This was like a big deal for me as a little kid. <laughs> but it was so interesting. Um, so for some reason, <laughs> somebody in the Simpsons camp decided to put out like a hip hop and R&B album. <laughs> the Simpsons are always doing something. They are always doing something. Yeah. But I was not mad. Like it had like original songs from like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Chuck Berry, oh, God. Uh, it, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a moment 
in time mm-hmm. that you know I actually when I was building this stuff I was like dang I forgot about this and I gotta find my find a tape or something of this album because I used to play this tape out it was you know a, a kid who likes cartoons and then they're also singing soul songs and covering yes. like old Aretha Franklin songs stuff like that it was Marge singing Aretha Franklin was hilarious uh, but it was <laughs> it was interesting and, and I it, I loved it I loved it for for me being how old was I? Like six years old when this was out, so it was all about. I was all about this growing up. Uh, oh, young right. in these <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, CNC Music Factory gonna mm. make you sweat. Yes, that's a good one. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Heavy D and the Boys dropped Blue Funk. Mm-hmm. Um, Buster Rhymes in 1998 dropped the ELE Extinction Level Event. Mm. Ooh. Can we just talk about that for a minute? <laughs> Ooh, just that, what's it going to be? Yes, right? <laughs> that, that's all you need. All you all need. You need. <laughs> what, 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 what's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, DJ Clue, the professional. This was a really big Ooh. deal in New York City. I remember when this dropped and I had to rush to the store so I could get that Best of Me remix. Mm, nice. <laughs> all of that. Classic, and everybody classic. was on this album. Like Every single song had like five artists that you love on it. Uh, from Mace to Nicole Ray to Missy to mm-hmm. everybody was on this album. Um, Turning 21 is the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You could do it, put your back into it. <laughs> <laughs> One of my mom's favorite personal songs. <laughs> 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 it was a weird thing, but she loved this movie. <laughs> and uh, in uh, 1992, this time, uh, mm-hmm. we want to celebrate Dr. Dre and that magnum opus, The Chronic. Legendary album. Legendary, iconic. <laughs> that was everybody's Christmas gift in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> it surely was. Oh, and those are the albums. So if there's something that has brought back nostalgia, like The Simpsons did me, go back mm-hmm. and check it out, revisit it. Because nowadays you can make these albums number one again <laughs> just this by streaming true. them. This is so true. <laughs> yeah, now so let's make Chronic number one again if we can. <laughs> All right, shall we get into today's topic? Let's go ahead and dive in. All right, so what are we talking about, Shan? All right, so today's topic is going to be parental advisory. These are the songs that we know and love, and we used to sing as kids, knowing dang oh well, we had no (laughs) business at all singing these songs. Ain't nobody's business. We should not have been singing <laughs> most of the songs that we are going to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's just uh, do a little history, history, right? So <laughs> growing up, the bait of my existence was that sticker mm-hmm. on the album, that parental yes. advisory explicit yes. content sticker. Oh my god, I hated this thing so much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, because back then it was a really big deal. Like they literally would not sell. It was illegal to sell albums with this sticker mm-hmm. to minors, you know. And and me looking like I was five when I was twelve did not help. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was always always wish I was a little bit taller. So <laughs> let's go back. So we actually have Prince to thank for the creation of the parental advisory sticker. Sounds about right. <laughs> right? Did you know this? Did you know that the story? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So, so Tipper Gore, wife of the late Al Gore, um, she was, I guess, passing by her daughter's room one day, and she overheard her singing this new song by Prince, and it was Darling Nikki. 
Out of all the songs, right? So, <laughs> so after smiling for a little while, and then she started listening to the words, and that smile turned into fear. <laughs> and she realized that, you know, she needed to do something about the music that her daughter, as well as the rest of the children in the world, were listening to. So she assembled a task force to protect young ears from all the topics of sex and violence and drug use that was creeping in on these on these albums that children listen to. So in the summer of 1990, uh, Tipper Gore uh, and the recording industry, um, they got a lot of pressure from the Parents Music Resource Center, and they started to put this parental advisory explicit lyrics and content sticker on albums with content that may not be suitable for young audiences, right? Um, so the first album to ever get the Prince Advisory sticker um, was actually Ice-T. <laughs> mm -hmm. his, his Rhyme Pays album, the very first one. Mm -hmm. um, and then that was followed by uh, Luke, the Two Live Crew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so one might here. think... Yes, one might think there's a pattern here, right? Mm -hmm. So it looks like they're targeting rap music, that they're targeting black artists, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, when, if you go back and listen to some of those other albums that were out at the time that were from other artists, like, they didn't get this sticker, you know? Um, I, th I, I think back <laughs> to, to when I used to go get CDs. My mom would take me every week to go get uh, a new album, a new CD, mm -hmm. and I remember... Um, hardcore had mm. come out by Little Kim, <laughs> and I was I was almost there, Shan. I was almost <laughs> I was so close, I was so close, you know. And I put it on the counter. My mom was ready to buy it, and then the cashier took a look at the CD, and she took a look at me, and she looked at the CD again, and then she looked at my mother, and she said, "You gonna buy this for him?" And then my mom said, let me see what it is. And she looked at the lyrics. She looked at the, the back of the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, she saw those titles with the little exclamation and the at symbol and all that <laughs> stuff where words should be. <laughs> oh, no. And she was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, Shed, I hide oh. this CD as if someone is going to get me like, I'm never too grown to get whooped, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's the fear, and it's this damn sticker mm -hmm. <laughs> that I despise so much, you know? But but the saving grace is that while hip-hop was getting this sticker and all its attention, R&B was slipping by. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was able to, you know, digest these songs that, you know, should have got me whooped. <laughs> <laughs> And you as well probably should have got slept for some of these songs. Definitely, <laughs> you know, because they were just wild and appropriate. Let's be real. So, so let's talk about these songs that um that should have gotten us in trouble back in the day, right? <laughs> Go ahead and kick it off. I, I will, because this song that we're gonna start out with started this whole conversation. This this is why we decided to have this episode, y'all. So, <laughs> so stop laughing. So we. <laughs> So let's dive into next too close. Next too close. Yes. 
from Rated Next album, that wonderful album that had penetration and stop, drop, and roll, and <laughs> phone sex, all those great track <laughs> titles. Open it line. <laughs> yeah. Open it line. I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. <laughs> Thank goodness this was only on the album version because <laughs> had anyone heard that on the single oh, version, man. yeah, no, this would have been off limits and this would not have been able oh, to become gosh. my favorite song. <laughs> you know, we were so <laughs> able to slide with this song because it was so cleverly written and produced. This is true. You know, true. and... And to see the joy that it brings people, <laughs> even such a tempo track that you were yeah. the lyrics to be so like my expressive. my aunt who was the most like the spiritual rock of the family, like she would be getting <laughs> down to this, and I don't think she knew the word the lyrics to it, you know, or she wasn't like really maybe she did maybe this was just a wild oh. side, <laughs> show me your wild side, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But this song, like, it's so catchy that you cannot be mad. You have to dance. It is, it is the most it's inappropriate true. like it's family true. song <laughs> ever. And it's so smart and so successful, as we know, with the Billboard Awards. They got it broke records. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just love it. It's, it's literally one of my favorite R&B songs. Um, and I think it's because I was able to grow up <laughs> with, yes. with this song. And, and no one caught me. <laughs> the whole time, like, no like I've it. sang this song for decades, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody has blinked an eye Ooh. at me talking about a hard one. So, <laughs> so it's amazing. So thank you, RL, Tilo, and Tweety for this mm-hmm. gift <laughs> of this song. It, it's it's the best. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a fun episode, y'all. You can tell I'm really having fun already. I got to keep straight face. Okay. All right, you go, you go. So so the song that I have on my list is Genuine's Pony. Mm Mm-hmm. You know I'm looking at you. I know you're looking at me. Because I'm not going to call anybody out. But, But somebody's daughter was out here in these streets. This last weekend. I was out there in those streets this past weekend. Yes, it is me. (laughs) I went to this, you know, this hosting event that was hosted by Genuine. Mm. And, you know, he performed about four or five different songs. Of course, Mm -hmm. he did Pony. He sang (laughs) in those jeans. He also did an acapella version of When Doves Cry. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, it was great. And he also did So Anxious, performed So Anxious. You know, he was throwing out the roses to the ladies. You know, he handed me a rose. I felt special. You got a rose. I got a rose, you know. <laughs> of course. There. <laughs> you got oh, that's it right there. I see it. I see it. <laughs> got my rose from Genuine. Yes. So, and then he did a little bit of the same OG. So, it, it was cool. It was good. He still sounded was... great. He was, he was good. You over there pressed up all up on his pony. I saw you. <laughs> you know me. I got to be front and center. I have to be I front and center. <laughs> so, so talk about this song because this is another one that is a crowd pleaser. Everybody loves this song. It is. No matter it what is. race you are. Yeah, so this song is definitely a crowd pleaser. I remember when this song came out, 
I think I was about nine, nine, about to go on ten when the song came out. And I remember just singing in the car, if you are let's do it, ride it. My pony had no idea no what idea. was going on. Absolutely. No. And and the marketing was so clever as well because you remember like the single actually had a pony, pony on, on it, like it. a horse. Yes, it had yeah. a pony. Oh, this is about horses. Yeah, and I then, love it. Yeah, you know, it's about horses. And then the video wasn't too like where it was so super explicit. You know, he had a he was body at a saloon. Rolls. You know, he had yeah. little body rolls in there, but you know, he was it was with like some cowboys. Little, and it was, was like a little hold down, like a little hold yeah. down type. Literally, of some hoes down. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. It, wasn't, it wasn't until I got older when I was listening to this song because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And my mom What's crazy is the with... lyrics were right there. Like, it was. And they were like, there. Like, if, if you're you horny. Get nasty, <laughs> if you're horny. Baby. Yes, yeah. they were right there. <laughs> right there. In our parents' spaces. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, you know. Another one that, that we were able to slide on by. People still love Pony to this day. Like when Pony oh, comes on, they go crazy. I have this seen is it a firsthand karaoke person. staple. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. People start to do the the start to do little dance. lasso over their head and they, they get start those body, body rolls rolling. going. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Chills up and down your spine. Chills flowing down your spine. <laughs> 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 Shout out to player. <laughs> they sang that. They sang that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We gotta move on because yeah. have to move on. <laughs> all right. So you and I both, we love, we love TLC. Lord oh, we knows do. we do. <laughs> but that first single, which I <laughs> I was hooked. It's one of my favorites. On Ain't too proud to beg. This was yes. my jam. I used to sit and wait for this to come on Rap City or come on video. So everything, just any way I could catch this, it, <laughs> it, it was it was like candy <laughs> to my ears and, and to my eyes because it was so bright. They were so animated. They were like living yes. cartoon characters, you know, with the oversized clothes, oversized um, pacifiers and, mm-hmm. and jumbo hats and, and you know, that paper over their eye, you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> we, we know your story. <laughs> you know, I used to wear a little piece of paper on my glasses, <laughs> and I'm pretty mad at my parents for not stopping me. <laughs> but you know, I guess practicing because I was sex. I was practicing safe sex at eight years old, and and I guess. <laughs> What can a, you do? I didn't just see a picture of <laughs> Literally, I will, yeah. I'll just send you an old picture of me. I was the nerdiest thing. So to have this piece of paper on my glasses was, yeah, you know. <laughs> it made me cool. And now I know why. <laughs> you know, but all of that, all, all of that uh, <laughs> exciting visual that drew me in. You know, mean well. Meanwhile, in the lyrics, like it was really like, what was I talking about? When like two inches over a yard, rock hot, or if it's sagging, like what was I doing? At years old? <laughs> and why did y'all allow me to listen to this group? I should have been banned from checking Definitely this out. Should have been banned. <laughs> yeah, but it, it. But this is one of the album. It did not have a sticker on it. Mm-mm. But it was a. It was a good message. They were happy and jumping on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was yeah it was so inviting so it looked family friendly <laughs> it looked very friendly you know and very my friendly. mom and my my dad they knew that i really liked tlc you know <laughs> and they i guess they were giving a good message it could be worse <laughs> you know, in nineteen ninety two I could have been listening to the chronic, but I was listening to <laughs> TLC. So why yeah. <laughs> why not? I was, I was listening to the chronic. See, in see now. See, I wasn't allowed to listen to the chronic. But because that had a sticker, right I wasn't allowed. It was it was gangster rap. That's <laughs> so, bad stuff right there, man. He see. still blasts the chronic to this day. <laughs> So, you know, it's super proud to be. I learned I learned very early about, you know, how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't too proud to be. Sorry. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. The next parental advisory song that we have on our list is... It should have been parental advisory. <laughs> it should have been parental advisory, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Is Stroke You Up by Changing Faces. I don't mind. <laughs> I came out in 1994. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. I vividly remember being in the back seat in the car with my mom and my mm-hmm. aunt and this song being on the radio and I am just singing my little heart out. <laughs> what would you stroke it? Stroke you up. I what were you stroke <laughs> Did not know what any of this meant. In a stroller. I had no idea. <laughs> but you couldn't tell me nothing. This is my joint right here. Mm-mm-mm. All through the night. All through the night. All it is night nap time. It is nap time. <laughs> <laughs> you are stroking nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> oh Lord, Lord, Lord. Ooh, what's, what's wrong and with this us, is so Lord. funny to me now because like as a parent, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you gotta turn this off. You gotta turn this off. You need to turn right. it off. Right. But when I was a kid, like my parents, they have like no filter. I'm glad you said that. So as a there parent, was no like, do you, you you keep your son from listening to stuff like this or Heck like yeah. I do. But is but how, how, okay? So you do you keep him from like R and B stuff, sexual I nature, or do you keep him from like rap music and stuff like that? Like what's your? It, it depends on the content of the song. It, it definitely does. Some stuff I'm like, oh, okay, we can slide. You know, we throw a little Jodeci in there. You know, we might slide with a little Jodeci. Well, wait, 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 wait. What kind of Jodeci? You know, we, you know, freaking. We're listening to Jodeci. We're listening to freaking you. We're listening to Fiend. Oh, okay. You know, but we're not, I'm not tossing in like no H Town Baby I Want or no intro. <laughs> <laughs> And I toss it in like the Tevin Campbell or something like that, you know what I mean? Uh, but I am, I do try to be like cognizant of what he's listening to and what lyrics are being displayed as a parent now. Because um, I, I hear some stuff. But, like, whoa, but whoa, we whoa. turned out fine. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I Did was we? a great, I was a great little kid with my condom on my glasses. Thank you very much. <laughs> To the freaky songs he has. Sometimes mm. I might be in my car and got some silk playing, and I'm not turning it off. He just he's no, just singing no. along in the back. So you know, it's tradition. It's tradition. That's that's how you got here. <laughs> 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 okay, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, all right, 
So I'm gonna keep moving. So the next one on my list is um, Jordan Knight. Mm. Give it to you. Yeah, know, yeah, know we love this song. Shout out to Jason, who also loves this song. Yes, um, I know he's singing right now, listening to this episode. Um, <laughs> no one expected this from <laughs> boy band member Jordan Knight from At Kids all. on the Block. This was At like all. okay, but it's one of those songs where you have to really listen to it again mm-hmm. and maybe three times before you actually realize that this is not a squeaky clean song whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should even just pull out the lyrics, you know, but it's like, <laughs> tell me where and I'll take you there. Um, only I can keep you wet. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going in, but it's under the guise of like this really like kind of poppy mm-hmm. dance number, you know, but it's, it's masterfully written by a uh, Robin Thicke. Mm-hmm. Um, who wasn't out at the time as an artist. So this was his way of really doing a temperature check. Um, <laughs> you know, and seeing how people felt, one, about, you know, a, a white artist giving you this uh, this kind of R&B mm-hmm. track, um, but also uh, a track of this, this content mm-hmm. <laughs> nature. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it works when he's giving this kind of work to Usher on, like, <laughs> do it to yes, me or something yes. like that, you know. But but it was a great temperature check. And I, I love this song. I rock with it. This song was everywhere, though. It, it, was, was, it, was, everywhere. it was really everywhere. It was and very, that was the problem. <laughs> I think it was more so based on his fan base because, you know, coming from New Kids on the Block. So oh, he, yeah. he already had that built-in fan base that no one was really paying attention to those lyrics. No. Okay. No, it's it's Jordan. It's little Jordan from yeah. <laughs> and okay, KOTV. Okay, okay, he's just gonna give it to you. Not oh, yeah. He's gonna give it to you, all right. He's gonna give it. He's gonna give it to you, all right. <laughs> give it to your little daughter. <laughs> yeah, these streets. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I love this song to this day. It's it's such a such a brave song. Mm, it is. It <laughs> yeah, is. and. Yeah, and it's, I remember when I got this single, and I really when when you have it because I didn't hear the words really until you get that album and you have it in your eardrums mm-hmm. and you are like oh okay, <laughs> and then you look around it. to see if your parents can hear it, <laughs> <laughs> and and they did not. So I was really happy about this one. Uh, yeah, love Jordan Knight. Love to give it to you. Uh, oh. Good album. Good album. Ooh, Chile. All right. So the next song on our list is. Color me bad, I wanna sex you up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do it. You just have to do you it. You have to. You have to. If the United Colors of Bennington can do it, I can do it. <laughs> this song did not hold back. It told you exactly what it was. I mean, it, you know, it was that catchy New Jack Swing beat, you know, and things like that. Mm, Dr. Uh, Freeze, Dr. Freeze. But there was, there, there was no filter. There was mm. no filter at all. They told you straight up, I want to sex you up. <laughs> <laughs> all night. So, so did, I tell you about the, did I tell you about the tape test? I'll tell you about the tape test. No, you didn't tell you about the tape test. All right, everybody, so the tape test. Story time. So, growing, exactly, story time. So, <laughs> <laughs> my parents were cool with, with, albums for the most part right mm-hmm. but when my uncle came to town you know that's it was a different rule and he had what was called the tape test mm-hmm. so when my uncle he would get us albums but the rule was that if he played the first song and it had anything explicit or if it was mm-hmm. cursing on the first song you could not have the album 
Mm. Right? Right, that was the rule. So, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I Went a Sexual is not the first song on the album. <laughs> you know? Um, it's so weird because, like, you could rap albums you couldn't have. Yeah. But but I could I could sing I wanna sex you up all day <laughs> at nine years old. What was I doing? Like who was I sexing up? No what? <laughs> Me and my little Casio <laughs> my first Casio bumping this song TikTok, you yeah, don't stop. All of that. And doing the running man. Everything. <laughs> all, everything. everything that the video gave. <laughs> this is so funny to me though. Yeah, you know the rules were very like it didn't didn't work didn't work, um, but I'm so glad that that I was able to have this album. And he liked what was the other song they had that was clean, the uh, <laughs> I adore. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, adore. Exa- exactly. Uh, but yeah, this was I'm so surprised that I was able to get because I used to sing this song all over <laughs> the place. I wanted to sex everything up. <laughs> I didn't know what nothing meant at all. It a thing. Oh. I just knew it was fun. I knew it was fun, whatever it was. <laughs> you know, it's so funny just like to hear like about like the different upbringings where you have like a lot of restrictions and everything. Whereas mm-hmm. I had very young parents and they were like, we're going to listen to everything. We're not restricting anything. This is what it is. Like you, You're just going to be I exposed wish. to it all. I'm still hiding albums. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh. Okay, okay. Okay. So, for our next song, mm-hmm. I would like to personally thank Columbia House <laughs> and the other CD clubs that made this album possible for me to own. Um, do you remember Columbia House? Do you oh, remember yes, Columbia House? I do. You know, you get 12, 12 CDs. 12 CDs for a penny. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Buy one, get 12 free. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Um, and I and I, I say that because there is no way that I would have been allowed to walk out of a record store <laughs> with Adina Howard. Do you want to ride? Oh, <laughs> over on the album cover. Like literally in some booty shorts, hunched over a red car, <laughs> looking back at it. Um, this would have not passed the first song <laughs> test at the first song, the second song, none, none of it. The like, queen of freak right there. The queen yeah. of the freaky songs. Like the song, the first song is called You Got Me Humping. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by I Wants to Eat. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by You Can Be My Nigga. <laughs> Followed by Horny for Your Love. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to do nothing. <laughs> You'd have been on punishment for the rest they of They would have life. dropped me off at church. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And then, of course, the hit single, Freak Like oh, Me. <laughs> that, is, that's, that song remains undefeated in my catalog. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Undefeated. Like, like they, you know, Saturday nights, my parents would go out. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, the biggest act of liberation to, like, when, as soon as they locked the door and we saw the car drive off, we put mm-hmm. this song on and blast it. <laughs> And dance around the house. I'm talking about being a freak until the day, until the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> we go pop, pop, and you know, it was it was so nasty and so free. <laughs> Definitely free. 
that you know but what i love about this album you know and i'm grateful that i got it uh, thanks to columbia house because mm-hmm. there were it wasn't all raunchy like there were actually some really sweet and great r&b moments that make this a solid record like um all about you and you don't have to cry that oh, yes, cover yes. and my favorite baby come over even though the first <laughs> line is you know, i'm feeling kind of horny she was horny all throughout the album right <laughs> I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. So. It'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. But this album, like, it was one of those where I felt like I was getting away with a murder. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I was able to hide it in the stack of 12 CDs that I got <laughs> from Columbia House that week. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, to this day, to your point, Freak Like Me is a classic. It continues mm-hmm. to go hard. That bass hits like no other. Mm-hmm. You know, you just feel like you in a jeep every time that song is on. <laughs> this is true. Well, speaking of classic, classic songs, you already know that I have to go with my guys, Silk. With oh well, this is this is you all day. I have to know. <laughs> I have, this is, and I don't know if I know. What was the first time that you like heard this song? Ooh. Because you've been a Silk fan from the jump. <laughs> I was super, super young. When did it come out? 93? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I was yeah. just, a, I was just a, a baby in these streets. It was a young thing. Young I thing. was a young yes. thing. But let me tell you, I knew all of the lyrics to this song. That's a shame. And I was in the back seat. <laughs> let me lick him up and down. Licking what? Say stop. I mean, just cheesing and singing with my Lollipops. snack in my hand. With my snack in my hand. <laughs> with your snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I wonder. You know, thank goodness that they did not have, you know, <laughs> phones. <laughs> and IG live and we TikTok and all that <laughs> because you would have been all over there singing <laughs> Freak Me you know it. <laughs> in, the, in the car seat <laughs> <laughs> and you would have been viral <laughs> I'm so small. I was so small back then I might have still been in the car seat singing this song I don't know <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah this was one I I I didn't hear this song all the time because I it was I knew this was nasty. I, I knew this I was did. nasty, and it, it was not something that my Motown loving parents would play <laughs> around the house, right? <laughs> so the moments when I heard it was because I overheard it on the radio or something mm-hmm. like that. But you know, I didn't I didn't even bring this in because ain't no way that my parents are buying something that's called Freak Me. <laughs> like I ain't even try it in the store. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that was off limits. Um, but yeah, I know this is your group and this is your song. So Girl, you know shout it. out to a friend of the show. Yes. <laughs> Lil G, we love you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Y'all know we talk about it often, mm-hmm. but this is where it really, really, really <laughs> fits, right? <laughs> Usher, can you get with it? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Been singing this since I was seven. That look, see, see now. What little boy? What little boy? Talk about one day we could be together, um, but you know I got to get around. Where you got to get around to? 
at 13, 14 years old, Ooh. right? Come to my room and let me take off all your clothes <laughs> and make love to you slow. Like, this is pure Devante swing. Definitely. Definitely. Through the vessel of this <laughs> adolescent child that we know and love is Usher Raymond the Poor. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about making love all night long. Sir, you have a bedtime <laughs> at this point in your life. <laughs> like this, and this whole album, you know, is, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's the remarkable thing about about this, this debut from Usher is that it was written by all these grown people mm-hmm. <laughs> and they really just gave him these mature subjects and these mature songs and he bodied them. He handled them like a, like a boss, oh, you know, definitely. but definitely. yeah, yeah. He, he sounded like he had lived, you know, and, um, but this song, this first single, this can you get with it? Um, I just knew, I just knew that this was, <laughs> above my age <laughs> when I heard it you know that's just, just a few years older than me but I just saw him I was like oh he is so experienced and he is so grown <laughs> I didn't even think that he was like close to my age because of the things that were coming out of this little boy's mouth <laughs> can you get with it can you get with schoolwork that's my mother <laughs> can you get with schoolwork <laughs> Do you know your ABCs? <laughs> right. Can you, you get with were, that? They were quick to run. They were quick to run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know all the lyrics to you so so, but if you know the ABCs. Oh. <laughs> Can you get with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But I definitely got with this this album, this song, and Usher as a, as a whole because he just blew my mind that he was able to get away with this on a national pla- stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's so funny. Now... I think when you saw him in Vegas, he sang some of the songs. He, he, sang, he sang Think of You, sorry. He sang Think but, of You, yes. But he didn't even sing these songs when he's like actually age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. oh, those are too young now. Those are too... <laughs> like, these songs would still translate well as... They would. As they would. In, his, got, in his 40s. You got the money yeah. now, you know what I'm saying? You ain't broke no more, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't buy your diamond rings, but you can't. <laughs> oh, it's such a good song. I get excited about it. <laughs> Ooh, well, speaking of artists who are too young singing certain songs, the next mm. on my list is Tevin Campbell. Which... Break it down. Yes. I don't know about the sound. <laughs> This is what happens when you let Prince write Prince songs write for Toto. Song. Yes, yes, when Prince writes you a song. And, you know, I've heard the stories and I've seen an interview where it said Tevin Campbell was so uncomfortable singing Absolutely. his song. Absolutely. Because he was, what, like 16 or so? He was young. He was pretty young. No, he was, yeah, like was 14. 14? 14, yeah. yeah. He was pretty young. And, you know, you got this this song from Prince, this super sexually explicit song. You got the woman moaning in the background, who was probably yeah. an adult. <laughs> she probably was. Probably an adult moaning, Tevin, I love you. I'm mean. one of his mama's friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's Miss Cora. She... <laughs> oh, that Miss Cora. <laughs> This is such a great song. Like it is such a great song. Like yeah, we love you, Tevin. I'm sorry that she was uncomfortable singing this song, but this <laughs> is such an amazing song. He sounds so scared on this he song. Did so I, scared. I love it. I love it. As scared as I was <laughs> listening to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just knock. 
I want to do you after school like some homework. Am I making you hot? <laughs> Listen, oh Prince, no, he wrong. <laughs> like you, you can take the song out of Prince, but you can't take the Prince out absolutely of the song. Not absolutely not. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, oh, it's so risque. It's so scandalous. It is. And people did not expect that from good old Seven Campbell. They were like, no. "What the hell is this?" But but it, it's an honor that yes. you know Prince didn't write for children. That's mm-hmm. not, that wasn't his bag. I mean, the we can tell. <laughs> yeah. But when you sound like Devin Gamble, I yes. mean, you can yes. handle you can handle it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Shot. <laughs> I'm laughing because it was so wildly inappropriate. Like it this was so inappropriate. Kid. It was yeah. so inappropriate. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. <laughs> I gotta move on. I gotta move Ooh. on. Okay, I gotta move on. All right. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo. Let's fast forward to 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, brown sugar. Mm. <sighs> I love this song. <laughs> it was so smooth. Um, it was such a beautiful, uplifting song about black queens, mm-hmm. or so I thought. <laughs> years, years, I had no idea that this song was not about a woman. You couldn't tell me nothing, right? Uh, <laughs> when in actuality, he was professing his love for weed. <laughs> And he did it in such a romantic way with this really one of the most brilliant uh, early works of like neo soul movement. Um, like full transparency, I had never smoked before. I still have never smoked before. But D'Angelo made it sound so intimate <laughs> <laughs> and such a, a, a euphoric experience that I, I, I was like, maybe I should. <laughs> There's certain people that just make you want to smoke. Yeah, yeah, but still, to this day, like, that's not where my mind goes initially when I hear this song. (laughs) It never goes to, oh, he's talking about a studio or anything like that. Yeah. Um, You know, it, and, and the way that women respond to this song when, when he sings it at a concert, you know, they talking about, he talking about them. My brown sugar, y'all. Exactly. My brown sugar. And he even got a big sister by the name of Chocolate Tie. I had no idea <laughs> about this weed family. <laughs> and the names. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't register. And oh. it did not register with anyone in my family either. Because this mm-hmm. was a family favorite. <laughs> this played at family events, cookouts, barbecues, everything. Everywhere. Everywhere, um, because I mean, D'Angelo is the best. Let's just let's call it what it is. It's such mm-hmm. a, such an amazing record. Um, yeah, I, I'm so glad that we were able to slide by with this one, um, <laughs> and no one ever questioned if I had <laughs> been on drugs or <laughs> anything, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, and the same goes for another song about drugs, which I had no idea. Also, and and we still sing this song as well. I'm talking about Tony Braxton, You're Making Me High. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and and I thought it was just you know she's relating it to that that feeling of being high. But mm-hmm. on an episode of Behind Beyond the Music, you know, she did she confessed that this was really about um, smoking a joint. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I was like, what? No, you know. <laughs> so I'm thinking of the lyrics of this song. I always think of you inside of my private thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You roll our lick and we can be flying into ecstasy. And I guess, like, hmm, well, I guess yeah, I might have to listen to it again. I don't yeah. mind listening to this song as many times as it takes <laughs> for me to hear something new. But I just I adore this song. Shout out to uh, Bryce Wilson and just mm-hmm. Tony Braxton can sing anything and make it sound amazing. And if she wants to sing about drugs, speak to me. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Do it to it. This was a, this is a great one. A great one. It's so sexy and so sensual. It is. It is. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, I too have a two for one special here. Oh, you got to double up. You gonna you double know, up? I got to double up. Double up. <laughs> I'm coming through with the ladies of SWV. Now, Uh-oh. the Uh-oh. first they had track, a couple. The first track <laughs> is downtown. Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were talking about going downtown. Right, Brooklyn. making my Child. way downtown, talking fast. Okay, you know, they were not taking the train. <laughs> you know, they were talking about going downtown to taste the sweetness. <laughs> I thought they was going to get some meat. <laughs> they were not talking. Not that pastry. <laughs> they were <laughs> not that kind of pastry. Now they oh, were not my. going to the bakery. Oh my lord. Ooh. Oh, man. We used to say, I'm just in shock because we used to sing this. <laughs> like a lot. Like on church trips. Like, oh, no, church trips. <laughs> not on church trips. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, no. That's why, oh, that's why the deacon was holding her heart. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. I mean, if it was one of those, one of those, one of the, one of those first sexually explicit SWV songs, you were like, "Wait a mm-hmm. minute, now, mm-hmm. now you just singing along, not paying Damn attention." Time. You know, it was it was very catchy, and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> this is a joint right here." And then when you think about it, when you get older, or you look up the lyrics, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa!" Pump the brakes here. Pump the brakes. Oh goodness. Yes, yes. But another. They had a couple of them. A couple of them. A couple of them. One of my personal favorites. One of my personal favorites is Can We? Can We Get Kinky Tonight? I need that line right there. That's all you need. Now, at that point, I kind of knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew what it was. This was one well, it was of, for uh, it was for booty call, so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But but um, but Coco actually went through a period where she wouldn't sing this song. Mm-hmm. This is true. There, you know, she had found the Lord, and she was like, "No, I can't, I can't <laughs> sing, <laughs> I can't we're not sing explicit lyrics no more. No, we're not doing that." But you know, we kept playing it because this song is a whole bop. It Them is. and Missy, oh, good man. combination, baby. Come on now, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, you can't go wrong. But yes, they were out there and <laughs> out there telling you to go downtown and want to get kinky up in those mm-hmm. sheets. Listen, mm-hmm. and we were right but along. Can we is such a can we such a great song? 
And yeah, see, that's what they be doing is they be you know, hiding these freaky songs with these crazy beats that just make you want to dance and stuff, and you just forget about the content of the yeah. song. You really forget about it. And and your parents like, look how happy they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's your song, girl. Go ahead and do, do that little dance that you do this Yeah, song. do the dance. Do that little uh, do body song. roll. That you yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and hit that butterfly one time. <laughs> For the family. For the family. <laughs> downtown. <laughs> you just bought it more than downtown. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Lord. What's the Lord? We should have been in big trouble. Oh, no. All right. I'm, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, I literally got the Room 112 album as a Christmas gift. Hmm. I think for my grandmother. <laughs> <or> my <laughs> <laughs> in 1998. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me okay. tell my story. So you know, I have I have grandma to thank um <laughs> for for the instruction manual <laughs> that she gave me. <laughs> Which had a plethora of spaces that I didn't even think you could have sex. <laughs> because I am talking about everybody. Anywhere by 112 was on this album. And I had never heard anything like it before. But it never left my ears after I heard it. This is the perfect gift to give to uh, oh, a teenager with raging hormones. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's get creative. <laughs> let's do it in the shower and let's do it in the water bag. Let's do all that good stuff, right? Bathroom, <laughs> those fingers through your hair. Yeah, fingers through your hair. We can do it anywhere. <laughs> Seems too hot. So. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> but you know, I think what 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 allowed Ooh. this, what even made this possible for me to have this, is the first single. Um, you know, hold hold me. Uh, sample Luther Vandross. You know, mm-hmm. and Luther Vandross is always welcome in yes, my family's yes. household. So they were like, "Oh yeah, let's just get that album that has the Luther Vandross sample on it." Thank y'all <sighs> <laughs> for that. And I'm so glad that was the first single, and not this one because <laughs> I learned a lot from Room Twelve, and I learned so much from anywhere. <laughs> Thanks, oh, <man>. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think when we first heard this song, like, it was just, you know, it was an instant bop. Like, we loved this song as kids when we were younger. And I remember um, sitting, watching videos with my mom, and this video happened to come on. And she was like, it showed the shower scene while they was mm-hmm. in the shower. Oh, yeah. And at, at that point, she was like, now, wait a minute. Now, they don't they showing too much on here. <laughs> you know, the ladies <laughs> naked in the shower or the simulated nakedness in the shower. She's like, they're doing mm-hmm. a little bit too much right now. However, she still allowed us to listen to the song. Um, <laughs> and I became a Lil Zane fan <laughs> because of it. Oh, yeah. You yeah. learned every single word to this song. Like, you had to. You had to. You had to. Yeah, it's a, it it's a just... rite of passage. Yeah. Rite yeah. of passage. Absolutely, absolutely. So you gotta this learn definitely how to goes on anywhere. our list. <laughs> I learned at a young age. A young age, just how to do it anywhere. Yeah, I had to dream big. 
I'm still chipping uh, up grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get over that. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <clears throat> all right, this is all you. Take it away. Okay. So the next song on our list, you know, friends of the show. I am talking about intro with Come Inside. Oh, you and Jason. <laughs> and this song. Lord. Lord. Oh, God. Talk about it. This is this y'all song. <laughs> I feel like the song wouldn't have been so, so explicit or so too explicit had they not had that super extended version at the end yeah it took a took a dark turn <laughs> that we all now know was was actually was not simulated it was actually going on in the studio it was going down no yes it was no, no. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely going down i was like whoa 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 what are my young ears hearing because um, even as, you know, when Buddy was on the show and he was explaining about the song and he was saying that it actually took the stations a while to pull that extended version because that was the one they had initially on the radio and oh, on the no, airplane. that eight-minute version? They had the eight-minute version. Oh, oh, oh. See how, for those of you who don't know, please check this song out. <laughs> it is disgusting. And, but in such a and good so way. Good. It's and such so a good. good. It's such a good way. Yeah. So he all you know, you just in the back seat and you he hearing all the slurps and the moans and, and all of this at a young age and you know, you're like, hmm, are they eating ice cream? What's going on? <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> yes, they were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lord. Mm. You know, they were slurping on somebody's cone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you know, it, it makes it makes for a good story. You know, it makes for a good story. Yeah. Overall, the song is the song is fantastic. It's a staple on anybody's GTD playlist. You have to have this oh, song absolutely. in there. Moans and all, slurps and all. You gotta throw it on there. <laughs> but as a youngin, we should not have been listening to this song. Oh, like no. absolutely oh, no. not <laughs> on the highest level, especially not that extended version. And <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm so slipping. Um, yeah, you know, I was able to avoid that that conversation <laughs> with my, with my parents because I I like inherited this CD. It was given to me <laughs> by a family member who was giving away albums, and you know, I really wanted it because the ribbon in the sky. I was like, yeah, hey, yes. you know, That's but then I found is. this jewel of a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And at first, uh, to your point, like it, it starts out like it's great. I love love this song. It's it's um it's nice. It's a nice oh, little nice. love song. And nice then love song. And then <laughs> the lights go down a little bit on the track. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I've just learned, they were actually getting down in the studio. That you know, it's, they had a, my God a great ice cream oh. session. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta move on. I gotta move on. <laughs> so, all right, our, our final, final, uh, I should say group, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're mm-hmm. gonna double up on this one as well. Yes. Um, I think we both agree that this one is the main song that we should have been popped <laughs> 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 and grounded. We should still be grounded, actually. 
Um, still be grounded. <laughs> the way that we used to sing, knocking the boots. Yeah. Growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody rocking, knocking the boots. A staple. <laughs> It just starts out moaning, no, right? No, no, well, just singing this song. Any of it, any of it. You know, <sighs> so the group itself is quite brilliant. Um, wow. And I say I say that because, you know, as we, as we talked about at the beginning, like the second album to receive the sticker was mm-hmm. uh, Two Live Crew um, with Luke, his group. And, mm-hmm. you know, he found a way, a back door, if you will, <laughs> to getting that sort of explicit content out into the world, yes. um, and it was under under this guise of an R and B group, um, and Shazam, Dino, and Gi, they were the vessel, and they delivered this amazing, amazing. Like it, it sung so well. They wrote oh this gosh. song. It is nasty, <laughs> <laughs> but and and never. Did it have any sort of warning label oh. or anything that said you might not want to let your kids Mm-mm. listen to this song right here? <laughs> so you know we were we had the tape, we had the single, the maxi single, all yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, I'm from Houston, so we were blasting this like it was no tomorrow. Like oh, oh I snap, H Town, Mama, we made it. Yes, I know it. Remains a staple. You know, and here we are. And when did this come out? Was this 93? 93. 93, right here mm-hmm. we are um, in single digits. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a crash course on. On, <laughs> on knocking the boots. Yeah, making those Timberlands pop together. <laughs> and it was such a great song because after this song came out, the references were crazy. Oh, I mean, everybody was knocking the boots. on all the TV shows. Yeah, Martin, I mean, you see the movies. Everybody yeah. was knocking the boots. Like, yeah, you they, knew they what it is. They started a whole, a whole. Uh, they started a whole movement of, of yeah. knocking the boots. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And this became their brand. You it know? did. It did. Um, and another song that I know you love. Yes. Is um they like it slow. Yes, that is the song. Just grown. Just like what what were we doing? I can feel you touch. <laughs> now that song's gonna be stuck in my head. <laughs> like it slow. <laughs> the dancers in my head glazed. Oh my dance god, they was hitting those dances. Hitting hard. Hitting Shazelle would be older, man. Shazam <laughs> was like, he used to be serious about these dances, y'all. He uh-huh. was serious. Yeah. He yeah. choreographed? <laughs> I, I, I think so. I think so. The way he was hitting, he had to have choreographed these dances. <laughs> well, you know, this is this conversation is hilarious. It is. <laughs> and yeah. I think when this song came out, you know, we were a little bit older. This was, what, 97? So, we, you know. We yeah, were, that, we were, by we were, that point. I was we, we, we kind of yeah. knew what was going on. Kinda, yeah, still, so, depending on how fast you grew on. up. I yeah, knew, I, I knew what was I going on. I knew what was going on. Well, look, well, look yeah. some of us <laughs> <laughs> were still trying to read the word and trying, <laughs> trying to live a righteous <laughs> life. <laughs> you know, um, 
So, so okay. So before we get, I know that this is the end of our conversation, but I did want to bring out like some honorable mentions um, mm-hmm. because we have to, you know, uh, we can't leave out uh, TLC's "Red Light" special. Mm, I think that it yes. is one of those songs that, that is we gym. we also knew nothing say. about at that point. I mean, I guess I didn't. I didn't. I was like, what is the red light special? Take what? a good look at it. Mm, yes. Look at it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That I just like the video. <laughs> but even the video, you go back and Chili took off a whole pants. I remember there was a whole thing about her. They, they like edited the video because she took they off did. the pants or something like that. Yeah. And... I just like the video. I, I just like the video. They, I mean, they playing it cards. Cool, you they, know, <laughs> left eye yeah. flipping over tables. Yeah, you know. I mean, there was the whole the whole strip element to oh, it. Oh, Boris Kojo and them. The oil on the chest. Yeah, but it was Ooh. a good song, you know. But it, yeah, yeah. It, it deserves <laughs> to be on our list. We definitely shouldn't have been out there. We're like, okay, at all. At all. Uh, and then mm-hmm. let's just keep it real. Anything by R. Kelly, we should not have been seeing. Oh gosh, um, anything, That's anything. Just put it on the list. The whole discography. <laughs> oh, the whole, the whole. <laughs> every song except for the graduation songs, <laughs> <laughs> which now we shouldn't have been singing those either. But <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, oh. I have I have laughed my belly off. <laughs> Same here, my cheeks hurt. With this episode, my absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, everybody. So here's my question to wrap this all up. Mm -hmm. Does that sticker matter? Mm. I think nowadays it does because they've gotten, you know, more hip to um, a lot of those explicit lyrics, especially now in R&B songs. Um, I think that they probably should have had some parental advisory on some of those albums, R&B albums back in the 90s. However, had they, you know, if if they did, then, you know, our childhoods would be ruined. We wouldn't have been exposed to such great music because we all know that, like, a good 50% of 90s R&B is baby-making sexual songs. Absolutely, absolutely. We wouldn't be here today. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if exactly. it had that parental advisory. Had not been. Exactly. I'm curious, and I tried to do my research and I could not find it. I'm curious to know what the first R&B album was that actually got the sticker because some of the R&B albums do have it mm-hmm. on there, and I don't know if it's because they have rappers featured on them mm-hmm. or if it's because of the actual content was a little too much for them. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm gonna keep digging because that's what the professor does. I'm yes, digging. yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I will let you know. But, you know, in this climate today where I was having a conversation to someone about this uh, last week, um, you know, we didn't have like all this drug use and violence and all that mm. on television and sex on like primetime TV. No, like didn't. that was late night and cable, yep. you know, so I think kids now are a bit more numb to the whole, you know, yeah, they are I don't think they know this. So yeah. much more. So exactly. much more. And even some of the lyrical content, uh, it dives dives a little deeper. It's a lot more explicit in nature. I mean, our songs yeah. from the nineties they were they were they were explicit, but they weren't like the songs that are out today where they are so detailed. 
Yeah, they're not WAP right, so. Yeah. I'm not on yeah. because, you know, WAP and, and, you know, Lil' Kim will give you a run for your money. I'm just. That's they, true. That's a neck. In a tree, I mean, that's like a neck and neck situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But RB-wise, <laughs> mm, not so much. Yeah. Not so much. It was a bit more a metaphor back in the day, I yeah. would say. Yeah. You know, sometimes there wasn't. Sometimes there wasn't. Yeah. A little bit more clean. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I love so much about the 90s. Is it, was, it was clever wordplay. Mm-hmm. And you really had to go back and listen to it again and again. Like D'Angelo, you still can't tell yeah. that the song was about what it's about. So, you know, I appreciated that that creativity, that artistry. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's missing oh, to yes, an extent from, from the music today. It's so much like, let me blatantly tell you yeah, what I'm going to do to you. Be upfront. Give us a little yeah, mystery. you can do it with a little bit of finesse, you know. Give us a little so, mystery. so bring back the mystery and bring mm-hmm. back the finesse, y'all. That's what we're saying. Whew, this is such a fun episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, y'all. <laughs> I'm be laughing all day. Uh, before we get out of here, we have to remind everybody to continue, continue to follow us, continue to hit us yes, up in our DMs. Yes. If there's a song that you yourself used to get away with as a child and you want to bring that to us, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where to find us on Instagram at 90s RNB University. Yes. We will respond. We will laugh with you. And if we don't know the song, we will <laughs> uh, educate ourselves. Uh, <laughs> yes. We are constant students. Uh, cultural Coffee. Want to remind everybody to please sign up for that Cultural Coffee newsletter that yes. drops every single Friday. Great articles by Shan and Kevin and uh, Jalisa and myself um, every Friday, giving you um, '90s music, movies, fashion, sports, mm-hmm. and style. Everything. All right. Um, and holidays are just around the corner so don't forget to get your 90s r&b university merch everybody get them hoodies it's cold outside (laughs) get get your t-shirts get your hats get your notebooks so you continue to take some notes with us into the new year all right Mm -hmm. everybody (laughs) all right so i have some music to catch up on and (laughs) i can't wait for all these tours and all that good stuff so we will see you next week. Shannon, it is always a pleasure. Always a load of laughs. So much fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> and next week is going to be a great episode. Uh, so it I can't will wait. be. Yeah. All right, everybody. You know the deal. It is your boy, the Professor B. And I am Shan, your first lady. And we love you. Love you. Love you for listening. Peace. Bye.